Mater Maria St. Augustines, I hope you're all finding ways to stay sane in these unusual times. My name is Anya, I'm married to Theo, and I've been part of St. Augustine's for about three years now. I'm currently studying counseling psychology and I'm in the process of finalizing my dissertation, which has actually been a real gift to have something to focus on during lockdown. Aside from study and a bit of part-time work at AUT, to keep myself sane during this time, I've been gardening and painting, baking sourdough and making jam. I hope you've all found some nice things to do that have brought you joy in spite of being in lockdown level four slash three for some time now. I've been meditating on these words of Jesus captured in John 7, 37 to 39. And the more that I reflect on the passage, the more it teaches me. I hope it will encourage your spirits this morning. So just before we dive in, let us pray. Father in heaven, thank you for the goodness and beauty and truth that we find in you, creator and sustainer of all things. Would you reveal something to each one of us this morning by your spirit? And would you help each one of us to become a little bit more like Jesus? In his name we pray. Amen. So let us listen to these words of Jesus from John 7, 37 to 39. On the final and climactic day of the feast, Jesus took his stand. He cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Rivers of living water will spill out of the depths of anyone who believes in me in this way, just as the scripture says. He said this in regard to the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were about to receive. The Spirit had not yet been given, because Jesus had not yet been glorified. When I heard we were going into lockdown level four again a few weeks ago now, I remember feeling a sense of simultaneous weariness and denial. I was driving home from having invigilated an exam at AUT, and I was feeling quite focused on the marking work that needed to be done, along with my dissertation. The first thing I did when I got home was to book in a click and collect grocery shop, because to be honest, Trite as it may sound, I hate going grocery shopping during lockdown. So this was my way of dealing with the stress of the situation, along with becoming hyper-focused on the work that needed to be done. So after an initial chat with Theo, lamenting his weekend away with friends that needed to be canceled due to lockdown, I went into work mode. Now, I don't know what it was like for you or your family or what you may have done to cope in those first few moments. But the truth is, the situation has been difficult for all of us. Some suffer more than others. I think of those with small businesses, or those who have lost jobs, or those who live alone, or have been separated from family or friends at school, or many of you with children to care for while also dealing with your own stress. It's been a really tough time. And we all have our go-to things we do to cope. It's in our nature. And when you're facing a global pandemic for the first time, you just do what you can to get through the days. Some of us overwork, some of us underwork, some exercise too much, others not quite enough, some eat or drink to comfort themselves, others find distractions on Netflix or Instagram or Facebook or online shopping, and the list goes on. And all of these things are okay. We all need our coping strategies. But these things are just not enough to carry us in the long run. The only thing that will truly sustain us is Jesus. And so we turn again to his words. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. 
Rivers of living water will brim and spill out of the depths of anyone who believes in me in this way, just as the scripture says. So let's unpack this a bit. This word for believes means to have faith or to entrust our spiritual well-being to Jesus. And this word for come is present continuous. So it means come and keep coming, drink and keep drinking. Jesus is suggesting that when you continually come to him and entrust your spiritual well-being to him, that rivers of living water will flow from you. It's also important to note that the place where Jesus is speaking is at the Feast of Tabernacles, which is one of three annual Jewish festivals that was ordained by God to help remind his people what God had done for them. What was so important about these feasts is that Israel was living in a kind of exile. They were in a national version of house arrest. And like many of the surrounding countries and peoples, they were ruled by the Roman Empire. And so this festival had a dual function. Firstly, it looked back. In this instance, it looked back to the commemoration of God's provision, presence and protection through the exile from Egypt where God rescued the Israelites from slavery in Egypt and brought them out as free people through the desert and into the promised land. And in this part of the festival for seven days, referencing the creation story and the creation of Israel as a nation, they would dwell in temporary shelters, tents, like the ones they lived in during the desert journey. And they remembered how God dwelt among his people in a tabernacle which is a tent-like cathedral in the desert. Secondly, this festival looked forward. It held out hope for and enacted in advance the time when God would renew creation permanently and his spirit would dwell with them permanently and bring peace, shalom and Sabbath rest and flourishing. And so every day of this festival, they would pour hundreds of liters of water and wine over the altar which would flow down the steps. This would all culminate on the eighth day at the beginning of a new week, where out of the abundant provision of God, they were to rest and worship the Lord. And it's on this day that Jesus stands on the steps of the temple and cries out, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Rivers of living water will brim and spill out of the depths of anyone who believes in me in this way just as the scripture says. I remember when I went to Samoa in 2012, when I was at ministry training college, we stayed in one of the local villages with a family who ran one of the churches there. They held the most amazing worship services. You could hear the singing from hundreds of meters away. The local people served us delicious coconut flavored seafood. And at night we would sleep on mattresses on the floor, tucked safely under our mosquito nets where this, the biggest cockroaches I've ever seen in my life would scurry along the ground. I learned that jandals are a really effective weapon against cockroaches. In the mornings, I always really wanted to take a shower, but the only way to wash was to take a 10 minute walk down to the ocean. It actually became one of my favorite things about being in Samoa. We would bathe in our sarongs in the ocean as the sun rose. And it was this wonderful, refreshing way to start the day. The experience made me appreciate the importance of water and how much I had taken it for granted. 
I think Jesus is a bit like this water, cleansing us each day from the dirt that gets stuck to us along the way, refreshing us when we are thirsty, sustaining us through the journey. It's easy to see how water in the Bible is synonymous with the presence and life of God. Our earthly lives are designed to be refreshed and nourished from the resources of heaven, namely the presence of God, namely the person of Jesus. We are to come and keep coming, drink and keep drinking, continually turning to Jesus and entrusting our spiritual well-being to him. So what does turning to Jesus for our sustenance look like during lockdown? Well, it'll be different for each of us because we all connect to God in different ways. But the important thing here is for us to make it a priority. If you're really busy and don't have much energy, I highly recommend the Pray As You Go app. It's a bit like having a friend walk you down to the stream on a hot day. You can just sit there, dip your toes in the water, meditate on God, and receive His Spirit. If you have more time, I recommend taking a walk somewhere beautiful and talking to God, or listening to music that helps you connect with God, or reading a few chapters of the Bible each morning and committing your day to God, or praying with friends over Zoom, or simply being still before Him. Whatever you do, the important thing is to make spending time with Jesus a priority. Something that surprised me this lockdown was how much the Chosen series helped me to fall in love with Jesus. What I found was that it gave me a really beautiful sense of who He is, of His tenderness and care for the weak and broken, of His integrity, of His wisdom, and even of a sense of humor. I read the Gospel of Luke alongside watching the series, and it made the Gospel of Luke come alive for me. And judge me if you want to, but I cried at least once in almost all of the episodes. As it turns out, Jesus is very lovable. Thank you, Phil and Angelica, for the recommendation. So firstly, if trusting your spiritual well-being to Jesus means turning to Him and being connected to Jesus as the source and eternal wellspring of life, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Notice that there is a second element. Rivers of living water will brim and spill out of the depths of anyone who believes in me this way, just as the scripture says. So the picture or the dynamic here is not to see our lives as cisterns or containers that need to be periodically filled with God's presence, but rather our lives are to be conduits that are present continuously connected to the source of life so that God's life can flow through us. Along with coming to Jesus daily to receive new life, another important thing is to recognize the second half of the greatest commandment, to love your neighbor as you love yourself. See, the thing about a cistern is that the water can easily and quickly become stale and stagnant, which is one of the key problems of the Western secular mindset that puts its faith in accumulation more Netflix, more clothes, more amazing meals out, more whatever. This is a perennial problem, and because this is the cultural water that we swim in, we can easily find ourselves mimicking this reflex, as Israel did in the Old Testament. Look at what Jeremiah says in Jeremiah 2.13. My people have committed a compound sin. 
They've walked out on me, the fountain of fresh flowing waters, and then dug cisterns, cisterns that leak, cisterns that are no better than sieves. So often we turn to other things that can't and won't satisfy us. It's like turning away from a fresh flowing spring of pure water to a cracked cistern that can't hold any water. It's when we seek fulfillment in our lives from something other than God and God knows it will leave us unfulfilled. The difference with a spring of water is that the water flows. God is calling us to this kind of life into this kind of love where the water and life of God flows through us into others. We were created to love God and love others. And when we are connected to the love of God by daily coming to Christ, who is our life, we become a conduit for God's love to flow through us. So whether you're new here or have been a Christian for a long time, recognize that what we all need more than anything else is to prioritize Jesus, loving Him and loving others in and through this strange time. That is what it means to practice the way of Jesus in this moment. Allow me to pray as we close. Father in heaven, giver of all that is good, would you place salt on our lips that we may thirst for you? And would you draw near to each one of us as we draw near to you? We love you and pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.